1: Good evening, slash morning, slash afternoon, whatever else there's slashing going on. Welcome to Ghost Chronicles International. I am Ron Kolick. Yes, one half of the amazing Ghost Chronicles International team. And with me all the way from Wales is the gold standard and ghost hunting Steve Parsons.
0: Good evening, slashers, everywhere.
1: Yeah, I know it. So, you know, it's weird because it like, used to be so live, and now it's it's just a podcast. People just listen at their own. Uh, the way of the know. world. Yeah, it's amazing. It's all the how, future. How much everything has changed yeah. is crazy. But uh, lots of stuff going on, of course.
0: Oh, yeah. Uh, lots of really weird nature stuff going on as well down here.
1: Oh, good. We'll get into that as well. But uh, one thing you are coming over is to Tema, so. Uh, we'll talk about that a little bit, but let's let's hear about this nature stuff
0: that's going on. You did sure well. I'm I'm sure you you're aware of a tsunami. Tsunami. Mm-hmm. You you know what a tsunami is. Oh yeah, because I know what a tsunami. is. Well, we we had um, a few days ago here in West Wales a very rare phenomena called a meteo tsunami. Meteo. Yeah.
1: I thought um, tsunamis had it was in the Pacific Ocean.
0: No 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 they can be any
1: Oh no that's hurricanes and typhoons okay never mind never mind i feel silly go ahead
0: well a meteo or a meteo tsunami is yes. kind of like a reverse tsunami um it's caused Sucks the water by, out well yeah um it's caused by a rare combination of uh, very low atmospheric air pressure mm-hmm. and um Something to do with the, the 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 Atlantic swell, and what what happened was it was captured on video. Um, what isn't? Yeah, what isn't nowadays? <laughs> um, because our, our coastline here is lots of little narrow inlets and sort of harbors and bays, so they're they're like mini fiords. Um, and uh, so, while the tide was supposed to be coming in it suddenly reversed direction and disappeared. Really? And then it came back, and then it went out, and then it came back, and then it went out again.
1: And now, um, in, in a short period of time, what are we, what are we talking in about? In about
0: 15 minutes.
1: It did that that many times, yeah?
0: Yeah. Um, the, it was also seen off the Irish coast where they said, you know, because we've all seen the movies and we all now know that if the tide suddenly disappears, out, you know, you you run, like run to height, like, <laughs> like hell, and there were some Irish fishermen who were just on the point of running like hell because they thought there was a tsunami. But it's this, uh, it's a very rare weather phenomenon. It only happens about ten times a year. That's pretty um, amazing, and it's called a meteo tsunami.
1: It's now. Let me ask you this: Is it because it's? Are we talking the area? Just the area between uh, Ireland and? Uh, oh no yeah ireland and uh the and england and wales um, i mean scotland excuse me wales well, i don't know
0: where no like it. tsunami it can happen anywhere in the world um okay but it's it's mo- most likely or it, it's common um <laughs> common for something that's rare if that makes sense mm-hmm. um the southwest of Wales and England and the southern coast of Ireland are where it is most likely, and that's due to the way that the ocean floor rises and the way that um, Yeah, I was
1: thinking because it like finals here yeah, a little it's
0: bit. It's geologic yeah. it's geographical, geological and meteorological. And that's why it's called a meteor tsunami from uh, meteorology. So cool. Because Nobody it's got the hurt, right. Event. No, no, uh, fortunately, nobody did, because Uh if anybody had been uh, kayaking or swimming, they could have found themselves in difficulties because the tidal race was measured at about seven knots, which is considerably faster than most people can swim.
1: You know, what's amazing is is that this planet is so, so, amazing. That's what's amazing. But I mean, we have something as simple as a riptide and, and, and it doesn't look like anything. And yet the, 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 force behind it is, is amazing. And we had, uh, two people from our church that were just, uh, well, about oh, two years ago, uh, were drowned by a riptide. Now they were, they went out far, but they just got sucked right out. And, uh, it's, it's amazing this force, you know, because we, we, overlook certain things I think uh in nature and uh
0: it's oh yeah I mean with, with riptides here in the, yeah. because, because yeah. we're on the coast and we're, yeah. we're a holiday area mm. um it's something that our beach lifeguards regularly warn um mm. people on the beach about because there are um some quite fierce riptides mm. and in fact um most of the kids who do go swimming mm. um the locals on our own know that if you're caught in a rip that you, you don't try to swim back to the shore, yeah, you, follow, you, you, swim, you swim parallel to it yep. until you clear the rip, <laughs> and then <laughs> you head back in again. Yeah. So yeah, we're all quite sort of educated, um, but it does catch the tourists out because obviously, yep. you know, they come down and they don't know about these local conditions and, and, you know, one day the beach can be fine, the next day there can be a riptide. Yeah,
1: I mean, if I don't know, if, have you ever like um, stood in, in the like where the where the rip tide is coming in and you? Can oh
0: yeah, yeah. Feel the. I
1: mean, you, I mean, you don't get pulled out because you're. You, at least I don't because I don't go up. I mean, I'm in shallow water, really shallow water, but I can no, still yeah, feel yeah. the force of it on my my body itself.
0: Yeah, when I was when I was uh well, you can if you you know even you know if you step into. Uh, you know, a shallow river that's fast flowing, you can push you off your feet quite quickly. But as a teenager, um, we used to go to the beach in North Wales a lot. Another beach that was quite notorious for riptide. And you know what kids are like, um, or teenagers are like. Mm -hmm. And um, we actually used to use the riptide to get out past the sandbar and then swim round the headland and back in the other way. Um, You know, we exploited it. Ah, because right. because we knew it was there, and because you know it was it was a way of sort of, you know, like kids jump into you know tombstone off cliffs and off bridges and things. You know, it's what you do when you're a teenager, isn't it? Stupid things. Yeah, we do because kids are stupid. Be- <laughs> because because, <laughs> because you know you they- can because they're there because yeah, not, you know. You know, you know, you know you- you know not, every ta- we every we don't have we, the
1: experience we, they don't have the knowledge
0: well it's not just that it's also you know every summer the coast guard go around and they warn warn people about the dangers of jumping off um, harbor walls into deep water or into you know and every year there are hundreds of local kids doing it um because it's fun um and because we do live in a bit of a nanny state, you know, where anything and everything that we used to do as kids is now, oh, you can't do that, you can't do, you shouldn't do this, this will hurt you, that will hurt you. You know, we, um I think you've got to... You, People have to find their own, you know, survival of the fittest. <laughs> those, that, those that didn't wise up and figure it out aren't here now. Yeah. I
1: mean, to me, one of the most amazing things, of course, was the, the Bay of Fundy and yeah. uh, the, the range of the, the, you know, we're talking about a 52 foot tide that comes in. I mean, that's, think of mm-hmm. it, 50, that's five stories. And uh, uh, I don't know what it is in the UK. Well, but I, in think, the US. I think <laughs> Liverpool,
0: Liverpool, where I grew up, the River Mersey, mm-hmm. has one of the the highest tidal um differences in the world. I think that's in the 40, 50-foot range.
1: Yeah, Bay Bay of Fundy is the highest.
0: I think, yeah, Mersey wasn't the highest, but it was up there amongst them. Yeah. Um, And that's because, you know, the way that Britain um, sticks out into the Atlantic, but it also has Ireland in front of it and Europe quite close behind. So you get very high, very fast tides both sides of Britain. Um, because it's channelled around Britain, um, down the North Sea and then through the the Channel, um, the English Channel between us and France, which is only at its widest twenty miles. Mm. And we've got that similar narrow gap between us and Ireland where we're about thirty miles apart. So you imagine all of the water of the North Atlantic trying to squeeze through these gaps. It you know, it, it does it does go a bit quick in places. In fact, um where i used to do the coast watch where remember the legend of the help help there's a sea monster took place yes um that was because there's a there's an island just offshore about uh 200 yards offshore a big island um and the tidal race between the island and the mainland is so fast that it actually causes whirlpools which rip things you know and swirl them around and pull them pull them around and you get kayakers uh, some of the local kayak clubs use it and um, you've got trips, you know, boat trips uh, pa- um, out to view it. But then you get the tourist kayakers who've never experienced it, don't know it's there and they're the ones that get themselves into trouble with it. But it's a very fast tidal race. It's about 14 knots. Yes, it's, it's,
1: it's amazing.
0: I mean, it's nothing compared to some of them, you know, off the Norwegian coast where, you know, they... they they're much more uh, severe, but these things happen. Yeah. Oh, I speaking mean, it, of it, speaking of other weird okay. things,
1: well, I, I want to stay on the the, the okay. ocean right now because I, okay. I have something on a break. We, we'll we'll get to that in a second. Okay. But I, I just wanted to mention a bit uh, is is not understanding things. You know, you know, we we hear the the ancient mariners' tales of of ships being attacked by giant uh, octopus or, or squids and then gotcha. you know we thought they were just tail. But in, in reality they there are true and, and of course in, uh, in Newfoundland, which is the Bay of, where Bay of Fundy this is in 1873 they actually photographed and documented the first giant squid and uh, you know that was that was a myth until it was was proven. There are there are so many things in this vast ocean, and then on this earth that we don't understand that sometimes, you know, as time goes on, we are beginning to, but all right, so carry on with your, I'm
0: going to come back on the squid. Did, Cause did you know that the giant squid isn't the biggest squid? They've found a bigger one called the mega squid.
1: Yeah. I saw that. <laughs> That's kind of cool. But,
0: it's, but they're not yeah. as big as the pictures or the old drawings of the ancient mariners would have us believe. Um, I think the giant squid is what about twenty, twenty-five, thirty foot long,
1: oh, and
0: gosh. the and it's and the mega squid is another ten or fifteen feet beyond that. I mean, these are measured from the tip of tentacle to the tip of the tail, and yet when you see them, you know, in the uh, portrayed, yeah, yeah, that's that's you know, there's a whole there's a whole three-masted schooner being swallowed measure. up by the bloody thing.
1: How you measure things? It's like everything else, you know, how you.
0: Well, Americans, Americans don't measure things in bus lengths. Do you use uh, football fields? <laughs> yeah. You know, we have a standard measure um, because we're yeah, going back probably. to the... We've been... Um, now, we're, now we're not in Europe. We're switching or we're able to switch back to the imperial measuring system um, by government oh, decree. Really? It's been authorised. We can go back to using imperial measurements with impunity. So we've now reinstated the... Um, uh, measurements by length of bus weight by number of elephants <laughs> because that's uh, i mean if you're looking yeah yes i mean not not buses and elephants but um imperial yes we are we're starting to we can now reuse the imperial um weights and measures um but in terms of newspapers or television, when you see stuff like, you know, when they were talking about Saturn Vs, um, oh, that weighs the same as 27 jumbo jets. And a jumbo jet weighs the same as 33 elephants. That's, do they that's not crazy. do that in the That's States? crazy. Do you not no. do that in the States? No, we're afraid we don't. Or it was as long as three double decker buses. We
1: um, we have done stuff like that. And
0: not but the as, weird thing about that, it's as long as three double decker buses. Um, Mega
1: squared the size of a bus.
0: <laughs>
1: now that you mention it. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, but they say things like the length of three double decker buses. Well, a double decker bus is the same length as a single decker bus. It's just higher. So why are we talking about length? I don't know.
1: <laughs> but uh, it's intriguing. You know, I, I'm fascinated. Well, you are, too, by sea serpents and, and, oh, sea and serpents. all that stuff. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I, I now, now I wasn't this I wasn't planning on going down this path, but uh, so I don't have the information. For you. But wasn't there during the war a ship that and I believe it was in Canada, that got attacked by a giant squid or something that... Oh, God, I wish I remembered. Do you know anything about that, Steve? Or was...
0: No, I wish you remembered. I've not heard that one. Oh,
1: yeah, I did, I did. I did. It was a military ship, I believe, a uh, a cargo military ship or something like that. I'll have to dig up some more information. That's fine. But anyway,
0: you had something else. You said you... Uh, you... Yeah, I, I got a phone to... call off um, a really strange uh, one. A phone call off... Richard Felix. Well, we went on. Huh? You've gone quiet. Are you even still there? Richard who? Felix. <laughs> huh? Um, yes, he, 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 I he have, called. Yes. He, yeah, he we... called. I can hear you. He called and I've invited him onto, okay. uh, onto the show uh, in a few weeks' time. Um but he okay. called he called seeking you. So um expect seeking me. Yeah, he wants to be he wants to get in touch with you. Really? Yeah. But as as this is as this is a public show and not a gossip between
1: Should I tell him I, I don't take his calls <laughs> <laughs> like he did to me? <laughs> <laughs> don't call me at home. Uh, okay. <laughs> That's all water white for the van. Anyway, Uh yeah. Oh, that's
0: interesting. So now, there you go. Heads up.
1: Yep, that's good. I like Richard. You know that. I had he's a fun guy to be. I with. I was. I you was know that very him, well.
0: <laughs> I was. That I, that was a subject of our conversation. How often you talk about Richard? Endlessly.
1: Endlessly. Well, I don't know if it's endlessly, I I don't.
0: And the good time, every time his name comes up, you say, oh, we had such a great time when we We went together. We did! Endlessly. Oh, come on, it's not endlessly. Oh, come on. The only thing you haven't got is the signed Richard Felix T-shirt. Oh, yeah, that's true. It's like Derek. I, I have his book, though. God rest him. I had to say, wait a minute! I had to give you one of his
1: books that you wrote in, that you wrote uh, for him.
0: I know, I know. I know. <laughs> How sad
1: is that? <laughs> yeah.
0: yeah. Can you write me a forward to your book to this book I'm writing? Yes, Richard, I can. When do you want it for? Uh, yesterday. Yesterday. <laughs> yeah. So, so I worked like and produced it like yesterday and. Mm. I never got the promised copy. You had to give me a copy. Oh, Bless Anyway, he's gonna get in touch and we're gonna get him on the show in a few weeks' time so we can um, we can hear from the old boy himself.
1: And what's funny is because you mentioned Phil, Richard Phillips, and of course he went to Gettysburg with us and, and did some events. Did he? Yes. And did
0: guess, you have a good time?
1: Guess what we're gonna have on on the show is Mark. Mesut, who of uh, Gettysburg Ghost Tours, who is also good for knowing it. And uh, so he'll be on the show shortly, too. Maybe we should
0: get them on the same night. Oh, God, please, no. Because <laughs> <laughs> I've been watching a lot of documentaries about Gettysburg in the last it few is, months.
1: It's a cool place. You know, it's I'd like, like to every... yeah. We'll have to One go there.
0: One day, perhaps.
1: Yeah, we will. Um, the other thing is, uh, see you got me off track is is? oh yeah now when Mark came up I don't know if you ever saw that pic- picture uh, Steve uh, Mark Nesbitt came up and he did some events We of course we went to the uh, Old Man's when they used to allow people to go to Old Man's <laughs> and uh, one of your favorite places right
0: mm, absolutely
1: and uh, he, he was standing by the British graves doing EVPs and I'm trying to think who took a picture. Somebody took a picture, and God, does it look like a, a gnome or a baby or, a, or or some little gremlin that it's standing right beside him? And it, oh. it, it was wicked cool. I have no idea what it was, but uh, it's one of those things that make you go, hmm.
0: Mm. Yeah. Oh. So, some yeah. News for you. Some news for you, and also related to Spirit Quest. Oh, excellent. I've completed um, the draft versions of all of the presentations for Spirit Quest, Dining with the Dead. Oh, excellent. There you go. I know what they're about. You don't. Yeah, there you go. Uh,
1: So that's pretty good stuff. And, uh, yeah. All right. So let's see. You're going
0: to move on. That was a segue so you could bring us into Spirit Quest, which you said you wanted to do.
1: Oh, did I? Uh Oh. Uh, Yeah, of course, uh, you were coming over here in in September, September through uh, first week of October. And you'll be here at Spirit Quest uh, uh, September 30th, October 1st and 2nd up in uh, Groveland, Massachusetts. That's Spirit Quest. We do that every year. This year is uh, time. Uh, What is this thing? (laughs) can't think right
0: <laughs> the twilight zone
1: thank you so much i was saying the time zone i said wait but that's not it <laughs> I, think, I think my mind's turning the mush <laughs> but anyway yeah the twilight zone so that's uh we got that sounded it. like
0: the toilet zone then.
1: the toilet zone okay i'll take that um we should do it sometime. no <laughs> richard wait a minute richard and speaking of richard he's always threatened to write a book about uh haunted toilets Yeah, people's experiences on toilets and the paranormal. (laughs) Uh, I can't, (laughs) You am gonna write the forward for that, or you're just gonna flush it.
0: I'll have to wait and see. (laughs) Depends if he wanted it done yesterday or not.
1: Of course, he wants it done yesterday. What do you think? (laughs) So, I came across uh, well, I've known about it before, but it, it. I came. It was a refresher in uh, 1974. The Betts family of Jacksonville on St. George's Island found a mysterious metal ball. Do you know anything about that? No. Oh, really? Oh, usually well, you.
0: Pretty... Well, not that I'm aware of. No.
1: Okay. Uh, yeah. So in 1974, the Betts family of Jacksonville found a metal orb in the woods of. Uh, Fort George Island. Over the years, the image, image uh, the Betts Spear, as it's been uh, dubbed, has uh, been open to a lot of speculation. Um, so, according to uh, the accounts in 1974, either April or March, uh, three members of the Betts family, Jerry, Antonine, and the oldest son Terry, were walking in the woods around their property in Jacksonville on Fort. George Island, when Terry found something that would impact their lives for years, a strange metallic spear the size of a bowling ball. Thinking, uh, So we took it basically as a souvenir, but wait, there's more strange things started to happen. Uh, the Betts didn't think much about the orb or should
0: I say spear? Not to offend yeah, anyone. Sphere, sphere. Orb <laughs> has <All past> connotations.
1: <laughs> Until one day when Terry started strumming his guitar near it. According to Jerry, who became a family spokesman on the spear related matters, something strange happened. The ball started humming back. Soon it began to display other unusual properties. It would roll around by itself, change direction, stop, and move again. It even vibrated, emitting a high-pitched sound that would send uh, dogs whining, covering their ears. So, you know, this became quite popular. It was, uh, you know, got a lot of press and everything else. And uh, guess who came to visit them? The Warrens? The U.S. Navy. Wow. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, I Marwins probably did, too. I don't know.
0: <laughs> <laughs> They described it as being demonically possessed by the ghost of a doll.
1: <laughs> With curiosity uh, at a, at a uh, fever pitch, uh, the U.S. Navy wanted to take a look at the spear. Uh, they they drew up a uh, contract that they could have it for two uh, weeks and study it as long as they returned it. And, and they never and, have. And no, they did. Uh, a sort of thing. Uh, the only thing uh, the Navy determined was that, well, they believed it was man-made. And uh, that was it. They had no use for it, no thing for it. And they said that possibly if it rolled on the, around the floor, there might be a little chip in it and that might cause it. Um, but, wait a minute, there's more. So, after the Navy got done with it, a team of scientists uh, took a look at it, including uh, Alan Hynek of Northwestern University, an uh, astronomy professor, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and also a ufologist.
0: <laughs> Project Blue Book.
1: Yeah, and uh, so, anyways, he uh, they looked at it, and their conclusions uh, did nothing to change it. Basically, they said it was man-made, and that was it. And nobody knows, nobody knows what the spear is for, where it came from, and but it's man-made. You know, that's that's the thing that that is kind of.
0: I think I I think I know what this is. Okay, I think this is a forerunner of the Cody Tech um, cat ball. (laughs) I think it's an early prototype. That could be very, could be because I've we're talking about Jacksonville, Florida, aren't we? Yes, we are. Yeah, I've been down there and it, it's very close to, in fact, directly adjoins a huge military weapons range. And, um, but I think we're actually dealing with an early prototype of the code of the DesTech cat toy. It could be, could be, but the, the interesting thing about it is because is... they roll around on their own, yeah.
1: They, they deemed it as man-made, uh, Steve. Right. Mm-hmm. And uh, we are coming up to the break now, I guess. So. Uh,
0: well, I cut you off in your prime. I know it, huh? But, uh,
1: <laughs> yeah, thirty seconds, fifteen seconds. All right. Anyways,
0: you're listening to Ghost
1: Chronicles uh, <laughs> International right here on Tochinet Radio, and uh, with Steve and Ron, and we'll be God right back after the following messages. <laughs> Four five five six six seven
0: eight. The creepy and the kooky, mysterious and spooky. They all talk ugly kooky. The Parrax family. The shows are paranormal, not stuffy but informal. The topics
1: are abnormal. The Parrax family.
0: They're strange, deranged. So grab your favorite rule. It's time to rendezvous as we give awards to To the second half of the first quarter of the third interval of Ghost Chronicles Doubleheader. This go. is the International Edition, and tonight we seem to be talking, before the break, a load of balls.
1: <laughs> so, the bed square. So, I mean, the interesting thing about it is they all said it was, by the way, it was, uh, according to the, the reports, it was stainless steel. Uh, but there were no no marks on it as far as, uh, you know, um, tooling marks or or, or as far as, uh, you know, how they stamp things in it and everything else. So there was none of those in it. Uh, How do they, how do you, how do you determine it's man-made? Because it's stainless steel.
0: Because, because it will have made-in-China on it somewhere?
1: Well, say it doesn't say made-in-China, which it doesn't.
0: <laughs> I don't know. Um, presumably by by the metallurgy, because you don't have to actually physically damage anything to determine its... Met, um,
1: yeah, meto- I, I understand
0: uh, all that. You know, you can do it with X-ray fluorescence. You can do it with, um, you know, other techniques also. But I don't see what... the so, uh, being, so, deal is because you know you can go have you seen these what they call these chinese balls um these um the the metallic when spheres now the other ones um these are metallic spheres they normally come in a box or two they're done for relaxation and meditation and they make a soft jingling sound when you move mm-hmm. them around and but then to look at them they're just shiny or lacquered, sometimes uh, metallic, uh, highly sort of polished metal balls with no apparent seams or marks, or but they've got bells inside them and they roll around the floor. Right. Um, and the idea is that you sort of move them around in your hands and they make a soft um, bell-like sound from inside the the ball. Mm-hmm. And if you look at the thing, there is no discernible joints or jo- um, way it's been fashioned. It looks solid. It appears solid. There's no seams that are obvious. You know, they've been making them for hundreds of years.
1: Yeah, I understand that. This is uh, first of all, this is the size of a bowling ball, so it's a little yeah. Bit okay, so that. so. And we're ta- right we're th- not talking the little bowling ball. We're talking yeah, the big but
0: bowling ball. You're next. You're next to a military weapons range. You find it could be it could be anything from a fishing float to a part of a spaceship that's that's fallen back down again you know the a feel pressurized fuel tank or, or or flotation device of some sort i the fact that it it resonated to a guitar it, is not surprising um you know if most most items do resonate what about the high pitch noise well i was coming to that because again that's not surprising because it's a sphere it's 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 basically. A bell. If you if you take a, a metallic hollow, a sealed bell. Yeah, but it does not matter. If you if you take oh, a metallic, it does matter. If you have a presumably it wasn't solid.
1: Yeah, it, I forget the weight on it. Uh, let me see if I can dig that up. But go ahead,
0: continue. Because uh, you said it's the size of a bowling ball. Well, I've got a cannonball that's iron. Now, yeah. that's solid. It's about the size of a bowling ball and it weighs forty-two pounds. Mm-hmm. And it no. It, no. This right, weighs so, eight pounds. Right. So it's it's pre- presumably hollow. Hollow. Yeah. And inside That's inside there will there will be a gas or a liquid to fill the cavity. Now, if you hit the outside of it, it will ring. And if you play Absolutely. a musical note. If You, if you play a musical note that's resonant with the resonant frequency of the ball or the bell, it will, uh, and I, you can do this, you know. There are, um, the oh, years ago, the boys used to have a xylophone, and when they hit it, there was an ornament that we had a glass ornament, and it used to also ring mm-hmm. because it was as a resonant note, right? Right, I understand that totally. And it, you know, okay, so they play guitar and oh look it's 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 making a noise now, there are lots of other things that would cause it to resonate and in and its natural frequency of resonance could be quite high pitched It's not very big, it doesn't have a large cavity, so there isn't a lot of air space inside it or liquid um so it would have a high frequency of resonance, so it would sound high pitched like a small bell you know big big bells like big ben sound bong and little bells go ting Ding. Uh, for that for that reason so the fact it rolled around the floor well you know as i said before the DesTech tech cat balls roll around the floor all on their own because the batteries aren't quite fully scented and it would be perfectly feasible that it wasn't you know completely um Uh, what's the word not linear um symmetrical and so if you place it on a hard surface without any any sort of friction so if you did it on a carpet it would probably sit still and behave itself um or but if you place it on a hard wood or concrete or linoleum floor it wouldn't require very much momentum to get it going yeah, I know. I mean that. so I don't see why I, I think it was just a big fuss about nothing. I think the Navy were probably interested because it was probably, you know, is, is it one of ours? And the interesting and when thing about it though, when they determined when oh, they determined it wasn't okay. one of theirs, the the okay. oh,
1: yeah. well the two things that do it. First of all, nobody, nobody has determined what it is, nobody was determined what it used for.
0: Yeah, but I've got items in it's this house that I've, I've bought from antique shops and nobody can determine what they are or what they're for. Mm-hmm. So the fact that exactly. we don't understand... The so they're mysterious. We, only because we've forgotten why it was made. I mean, if, if if you made... You worked in manufacturing, so if you made a particular t- tool or do-hickey to do a very particular job, like to... Um, well, I'll give you an example. Upstairs, um, for the air rifle... I had to make, a few months ago, a spring compressor uh, to put the um, piston spring back in. Now, it was made out of a broom handle, and it had a particular slot notched into it to push down on an internal bar inside the mm-hmm. piston to reseat the spring. And that's its only use in life. Now, I made it. I chucked it in the back of the cupboard. Should I ever need it again? Now, in 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 decades to come, that might surface. You know, in a yard sale, and somebody go, "Oh, what's that?" Oh, I don't know. Perhaps it's ritual. Perhaps it's mystical. Perhaps that that notch it means something. Perhaps it was notched uh, as a representation of a god. No, it was notched to push a bloody spring over a bar. And there are lots of tools that were made by blacksmiths, by carpenters, by artisans, craftsmen, to do a particular job. Or or it could just be an abstract ornament right it but it's,
1: mysteri- it's still mysterious until you discover what that purpose it is otherwise it's, st- yeah, it's still mysterious he, 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 just to to blow it off is not well, now, I'm blowing it
0: off because because there's nothing really that mysterious so about it was, except we was, don't know its function
1: it was turned you know over to, it, it was turned over to a another expert in uh, baton rouge and uh they discovered they found radio waves coming from a magnetic field around it
0: uh, again no big deal
1: Uh, and they an attempt to x-ray it uh, failed and couldn't penetrate the steel and they say steel
0: well okay let's deal with both of them one it, a radio magnetic field, or an electromagnetic radio frequency electromagnetic field, no big deal at all, because any electrically conductive object, um, when it's in proximity to a radio frequency electromagnetic field, will uh, reradiate that field. It's a basic principle of all antennas, um, and you can, if, if you if you measure, in fact, a tree will do it. You can measure um You know, for shortwave radio listeners, do it. You can do it. Do you ever remember making the radio sound better as a kid by putting your finger on top of the antenna?
1: Well, how we had to do it that with the TV. Never mind the freaking radio. There you go. <laughs> so
0: here you have. Put tinfoil electri- on it. <laughs> here you have an electrically conductive object—a sphere. Doesn't matter about the shape. It's the overall surface area that's important. That surface area will give you a frequency at which it's most likely... Um, and any uh, any antenna doesn't only work as a receiver, but it's also capable of becoming a radiator. And I don't mean you putting a signal through it and actually transmitting, it will do it all by itself, re-radiation. Um, and it's it's one of the problems with EMF meters, because often people say, well, we turned off all the power we turned off. And anyway, we're in the middle of, you know, we're in the middle of the woods or the desert or the mountains and with no radios within hundreds of miles. Well, it doesn't need to be, uh, because if the house has got any metal work in it at all. Anything that is electrically conductive, it will pick up short wave, long wave, medium wave radio transmissions, I
1: mean, we know and then of, it will I'm re-radiate
0: sure, them. I'm
1: sure so, you did it when you were a kid. You made a crystal radio, right? Yeah, which is not so, a battery-powered so at all, so the ball we
0: could perfectly that. well act as a re-radiating um, so point source. Mm-hmm. So you would measure. You would, if you, ch- you know, if you went up to it, you would measure. Oh, look, it seems to be emitting radio, uh, electromagnetic radiation, radio frequency electromagnetic radiation. So that's no big deal. And the fact that you X ray it, well, it depends on the power of the X ray. You know, you can get an X ray beam through three foot of concrete, but if you put three foot of concrete into a medical X ray scanner, it wouldn't go through anything. Right. They have, you know, at airports where they have uh, X ray devices, they have multi frequency X ray devices. To penetrate different types of material and if they try to penetrate it with the wrong type of material uh, wrong type of x-ray it's not going to go through it mm-hmm. so what so, do you
1: think of putting it inside a a vacuum uh, bell jar and uh see if it emits noise at all uh,
0: well how are you going to put it inside a vacuum bell jar without it being in contact with something
1: Because if yeah. you stand
0: it, if you stand it on a stand, it will mm-hmm. be in contact with the yeah. But
1: you can vibration. you can insulate. You can no, insulate.
0: you can't. That. Yes, you you can. can't. You well, can. NASA tried to NASA tried to build an infrasound. NASA tried to build an infrasound chamber once before, and they managed that. The idea being that they wanted to measure um inf- infrasonic sound. And so they they said, "Right, we need to get a chamber that has no infrasound in it and they tried one that the walls were twenty feet thick, solid concrete, and it was mounted on rubber and springs in order to isolate it from vibrations and they failed, so you 're well, not going to isolate it from from vibration and vibration is well, yeah, That's sound.
1: true because that's not particularly true because when it I worked. It is particularly on a, true. No because when I worked on NASA's program the, the yeah. lunar excursion module yeah. my job was was uh, uh, how can I say this without don't give anything. Uh, we, we developed uh, they developed um, certain materials that they use for yeah. electronic, electronic yeah. components to prevent yeah. vibration. Uh, that's right. Yes.
0: No, I agree with you. And memory foam is one of the lasting examples of that. It was actually in, it came out of research to isolate delicate electronic electronic components from and the astronauts, in fact, from vibration. Um, but you can't remove all vibration. So what you what they no, were doing? No, you don't.
1: But you, it's it's virtually nil.
0: Uh, uh, no, it's it's virtually nil at some frequencies. Yes. But you can't isolate something from all frequencies of vibration. And if the vibration frequency is a harmonic of or a subharmonic of the resonant frequency of the uh, space contained within the sphere, it will resonate. Mm-hmm. Basic physics.
1: Yeah. Oh, we we I mean, we tested these components in a vacuum.
0: Yeah, uh, but you're testing them at a certain range of frequencies. Which exactly, I, but you,
1: you, all right, But you're also saying, what? Okay, so uh, what are the odds, or, or how frequent is the frequency? For instance, if it's a, uh, well, no, I know where this is going. To,
0: never mind. No, I mean, I you can you can that. you can stop all effective observable vibration, but you can still there will still be vibrations there at frequencies that you're not interested in. and aren't yeah, going to affect You have vibrations
1: in. all the way down to the atomic level, but that's exactly the point. It's, it's, it's insignificant to the frequency. The
0: product, yeah. It, no, to frequency, the product involved. Yeah. You design the isolation to suit the frequency you need to remove. Fair that's enough. why on your, on your car wheels, you have counterweights opposite, you know, on the wheels that stop mm-hmm. you, the wheels vibrating when they spin because they balance the uh, air valve at the other side. And they can also move these weights around to remove any oscillation on the wheel. Mm-hmm. But what they're, what they're doing is not removing all of the oscillation. They're removing or dampening the oscillations at the frequencies at which it would be transmitted through the tracking and steering system back to the body of the car and become irritating. Okay. so and that's, another... that's what NASA were working on back... Back then, and that's why they mm-hmm. wanted to, because they were looking at very, very low frequencies, the infrasonic vibrations, and they tried to re- build a chamber in order to remove them, and they couldn't. It was impossible. Okay. I've got the scientific, I've got the paper absurd. I, I I'm
1: don't. not doubting you. I'm not doubting you. If, your if name, I think your it, name was on it. It was on page if, two. If infrasound is, is, is your deal, and I would never.
0: No, I'm just, yeah. I mean, I'm. <laughs> I haven't seen this ball and neither have I. I hadn't heard of it until tonight. But individually, um, I don't find it unusual that it that it has a measurable electromagnetic field
1: because it's, I find it it's intriguing, a, that's so. all. You know, I
0: I think I think it A lot of if people you, believe it's
1: alien, you know. Yeah, alien but if technology. you Yeah, we
0: know what people I'm just saying. If <laughs> you <laughs> if you had a hollow Stainless steel sphere mm-hmm. um, with no seams. If you if you manufactured one, then it wouldn't be uh, unusual. You would be able to measure an electromagnetic field from it because it's a conductive material. Mm-hmm. It would have a, a, an acoustic resonant frequency. It would it would do everything that you've described. This sphere is doing but you're saying it's unusual whereas i'm saying well no, I, didn't, I, wait,
1: wait, 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 I didn't say it was unusual i am saying it was intriguing what right? they yeah uh, yes i find it intriguing because of the, well, I the find whole it, thing that the navy first of all looked at it that it was examined by scientists
0: so so there's a false attribution here because so no, what there isn't the na so big deal. The navy the navy went, Oh yeah, can we have can we borrow it for two weeks to see if it's you know, see if it's any interest. And then he went, No, oh, it's obviously not because it's a man-made sphere. They, they didn't, got
1: what oh they got what they wanted from it and
0: and just passed it back. Or they had hundreds just like it. Oh they had hundreds just like it. You know, it, it it's kinda like the fact that the Navy were interested.
1: So my part of the intriguing part of it is, is <laughs> it's, it's like you having the stupid ball and nobody looking at it. We're just taking your word that it's doing all those things and there's no nope. reason. But that's yes, it is. That's what I'm telling you. So what find, I find intriguing is that that at least was investigated. And, and that's the the point I'm going to. And now the other thing that I find also intriguing is that the Navy and, and scientists say that it is man made. Now, I yeah, didn't that, say
0: anything else.
1: Well, wait a minute. Wait a minute. Now, now,
0: you say it was magic. Now, or it was. Do you mind if I finish talking, or are
1: you just going to continue to interrupt?
0: I'll just continue and interrupt, but do try. That's
1: <laughs> okay, that's fine. So, and, and that purpose is like man made. So, their assumption is that anything we make on Earth cannot be made on any other planet. Is that true or false?
0: We don't know because we don't know what no, the other they man are the same made. Well, because it was. <laughs> we don't. Know. We don't know if there's if if.
1: And by the way, I, I don't think this is. This, I don't think this is alien. I don't think it's.
0: No, 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 no. But take, the whole taking the story points.
1: behind it intriguing, whether yeah, you do con- or not. You've a...
0: conflated two points. So the fact that something is man-made
1: mm-hmm.
0: means that it has been made here on Earth by That's somebody what or by some machine. Right. Now, you then said, um, but that doesn't imply that it was, wasn't was made in outer space. But we might have... Well, yep, and we can't answer that question because we don't know if alien, aliens can make that sort of thing. Or if they even exist. Or if even if they want to make little silver spheres out of stainless mm-hmm. steel the size of bowling balls. Yeah. It, we don't, it, it's kind of like back to that question of what is a ghost? Because we can't answer that question either. We can speculate like what is a sea monster? How sure. big is the world's largest squid? Well, we won't know till we catch one. And even then there might be a bigger one. These scary. are, these are, I, I, I'm, but when you see the headlines, oh, well NASA, um, the US Navy examined it. That, you know, people say it like that gives it an attribution. It doesn't. It just simply means that the U.S. Navy no, looked no. at it,
1: I had interest in it. That's what it gives you.
0: The, yeah, but me. they're interested yeah. in lots of other things too.
1: I know. I'm not saying they are. And there isn't. I'm just saying <laughs> that is the point I am making. So, other than yeah. just the I Lassen do not find in round, inter- round right. orb in his office that no one's looked at. We've All actually right. had people that looked at it, which okay. is
0: well. Intriguing. I just say. Based upon the information I have been given this evening, or mm-hmm. this morning, or this afternoon, depending on when you're listening to or the podcast, we are. <laughs> nothing I have heard in any way um, makes me intrigued.
1: And we're talking about is intriguing.
0: I'm not intrigued. <laughs> <laughs>
1: So you you you're telling
0: me that you you I'd love to find it. I'd love to find telling, it. But yeah, you're telling if I me found that one. I one, I put it on the shelf. You never
1: look it. at the internet or all this crap that's up of here on all I kinds would. of street. Of course you do. That's the intriguing part. That's the part. Now that's you know, per,
0: if I I would love to have found one in the woods. I would love to have brought it home, polished it. You know, to try to get the genie to come out and play um I would have I would have done everything in my power to have tried to discover who made it where it was made why it was made I'd phone up the U.S. Navy I'd phone up the U.S. Air Force I'd phone up the Royal Air Force and said hey can you help me because I haven't got a clue what this is but it's really cool um so yeah that would be intriguing but not the evidence, you know not the fact that Oh look, it's got an EMF. Oh look it makes a noise. Oh look it rolls around the floor. That's, no, not results That's of like... the
1: investigation. We we have yeah, so you're, well, you're not getting unfortunately... the... you, you absolutely are not getting the, the whole point of this okay. whole conversation.
0: Well it's so, all of the So you the you, tests... found, you
1: found you you found wait a minute, you found the metal ball orb yeah. in your in the in the ring, uh yeah yeah Right. And you wouldn't you you wouldn't look into it. You wouldn't try to find out more I've about
0: just, it. I've just said I would. Fine. But I'd be very disappointed if all we could discover is it made a noise, it rolled, and it was made of same as diligence. Thing. Of course that's due diligence, but ultimately we've discovered nothing about it. Mm-hmm. Okay. So in, Because uh, I knew it would do all of those things before I gave it to the Navy and they went, yeah, look, it makes a noise. It rolls around the carpet and it you can measure an electromagnetic field so around speaking it.
1: Speaking of the U.S. Navy, in 1978, <laughs> a, a Navy ship was attacked by an unknown species of giant... And found squid. It. Nearly all of the cuts found on the sonar dome contained the remnants of shot curved claws uh, found on suction cocks of the... Uh, squid's testicles.
0: tentacles. <laughs> did I just say what I said? You did. Yes, you I did. Said. You did. In uh, fact, say testicles. Oh my yes. god! Uh, <laughs> I'm sure squid do have testicles. They probably have them internally, though.
1: I'm sure they do. The claws were much larger than any of those, than any of those. Wait a minute. Than those of any squid uh, that had been discovered uh, at that time. So that was 1978, a U.S. Navy ship. Uh, I I vaguely
0: remember reading about that somewhere. And that is, I mean, that goes, that to me says that we still need to do a lot more work beneath the surface of the oceans. Because, uh, I mean, only quite recently was it a 14-foot great white shark was washed ashore, bitten in half. And when they put a when they put a radio tag onto a, another very large great white shark in order to try and track it, they discovered when when they eventually got the tracker back um, that this shark had, it was dead, gone. That's why they got the tracker back. But at some point, this thing had been dragged down to the bottom of the ocean to depths that these sharks don't go to. And it hadn't swum down, it had been dragged down Um, and had obviously been grabbed and attacked by something very much larger. So there are, you know, we're a planet of 90% water and we know basically nothing that's down there. You know, they always talk about the coelicons as being uh, an extinct fish that we thought had gone, but that was a mistake because in, in, in reality... The natives had always known about the coelacanth. We just assumed, you know, clever scientists just assumed that they must be extinct because the natives didn't tell them that they used to catch them fairly often
1: and eat them. So I did did find the original one I was looking for, which is, uh, oh, two minutes already. Well, the 1930s, the Royal Norwegian Navy ship's 1,500-ton tanker, uh, the Brunswick was attacked on three separate times by a giant squid. Each account tells of the squid pursuing the tanker and striking it suddenly with its tentacles wrapped around the hull.
0: I'm glad you said tentacles.
1: I did say it this time. <laughs> uh so, anyways, that's that's the one I was originally.
0: That sounds more like wrap the one... Up anyway. But that, but doesn't that give some credibility to those old drawings of the ancient mariners, where it shows a giant squid bigger than the three-masted really ship pulling sailors over the side and pulling these three-masted schooners to the bottom?
1: I think so. Uh,
0: so, you? yeah, maybe, maybe then they weren't just crazy.
1: I I agree. So. Um... How much time we get left? One
0: minute. Okay. Time so, to do anyways, the Patreon and the last word.
1: Okay. Yeah. yeah. We are. Uh, today's show is brought to you by Circles of Wisdom, 386 Merrimack Street, Methuen, Massachusetts, in the Glent, Messier Family, 15 High Street, North End of Massachusetts, and our very, very good friends on patreon ghost chronicles radio on patreon
0: and don't forget so that go. people can send in their questions so we can have another fight
1: oh yeah, yeah fights doesn't indeed questions yeah but you can <laughs> uh all right so today i have a lesson Last words, broken by our first her Last words, ouch. <laughs> no, she didn't say ouch. Today's, uh, <laughs> today's last words, what you by <laughs> It, it
0: is. I don't know I don't know quite what <laughs> happened the then, word. but you. No, you cut out. Completely.